It's 9 o'clock. It's time for Mav Day. We talk with Colorado Mesa coaches and athletes. Coming up, Taylor Wagner, coach of the Maverick women's basketball team. Also, Mike Mendoza, men's wrestling coach and women's wrestling coach Travis Mercado. And text or call the show. Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line 970-242-1340. Jim along with Buckeye Boy and Cake in today on this Tuesday. Uh, do we have a winner, by the way, Buckeye, for Stadium Cinema? Yes, we do. Okay. Let me... Uh, probably, see, i got to get back to running everything. Yeah, now that, I've got, now that everything is operational again. Mm-hmm. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the contest. It's another winner on the Team Sports Network. Uh, our new slash old, well, I guess a new first-time texter to this show, Keith. Correctly identifying Die Hard. That is Clarence Gilliard with the uh, the quarterback is toast from uh, Walker, Texas Ranger fame. So, yeah, I remember that uh, mm-hmm. that particular scene. I love. It's such a good movie. It is. It's a great film. All right, nine oh one. Time to talk Maverick women's basketball with Coach Taylor Wagner. Talking Colorado Mesa women's hoops with Mavs coach Taylor Wagner on the team. And with us on the Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone lines, coach of the Maverick women who are 9-3, and 3-2 three, three and an RMAC play after the loss last Friday at Adams State. Taylor Wagner joins us. Taylor, appreciate the time. You bet. How are you guys doing? And we're doing well. Happy holidays and Merry Christmas to you and your family, by the way. Merry Christmas to you guys as well. I know that uh, going to, to Plackey Hall, going down to, to Alamosa, that uh, that's an Adams State team that's uh, uh, has shown the the ability to be a really good defensive basketball team. You kind of saw that they forced a lot of turnovers on your team. Um, you lose seventy three sixty four to to Adams State. Uh, like like when we talked, you knew it was going to be a real test against the Grizzlies, and, and unfortunately uh, for your basketball team, I uh, found it that's a, that's a pretty good basketball team that's playing down there in in Alamosa. They are. They're having a great season this year, and just, I mean, they're just playing really well. They play a different style than most teams in, in the RMAC do, and so, you know, it can cause a, a lot of matchup problems for people. The third quarter, probably, where things kind of uh, got out of whack a little bit for your basketball team. You got outscored eighteen to nine, put you at a you know twenty-three point deficit at, at that point in time. But Olivia Reed was able to kind of uh, shoot you back into that game. She had uh, 12 or 24 points in the final 10 minutes to get it down to, to six points. But that was just just too big of a hole to dig yourselves out of uh, with that third quarter. Yeah, you know, I, I felt like that third quarter, I, I was really disappointed how we came out because we we definitely weren't out of the game at that point, at, you, know, come, you know, talking in halftime. And, and then we just went out and kind of, you know, we didn't really defend very well. And, and that's kind of been, I think, our problem all year long. We have these stretches where we just give up easy baskets. And, and uh, you know, and then when we weren't scoring, we missed a lot of shots that quarter. They really stretched that lead in that third quarter. Armaine Dominguez, she had a big game for them, 23 points. Uh, Rihanna Davis had 13. Uh, Elena Watson had 13. with was some, some pretty balanced scoring, but Dominguez was the one that really was the, uh, that was the, the dagger, uh, so to speak, in that, that victory for Adam State. Yeah, I mean, she's a phenomenal player. I, you know, the game before, she had 37 points and 10 threes, you know. And so we knew that she was really dangerous. She's, you know, the leading scorer in the RMAC. And she can shoot threes. She can take out the dribble. She's a big physical guard. So we kind of struggled with her all night. 
you know, you get a crowd or too much, then she goes to the hole, and if you back off, um, she's just playing with a lot of confidence, especially in that three-point shot this year. We're talking with Taylor Wagner, head coach of the Maverick women's basketball team today on Mav Day. Coach, despite the the game overall and the outcome, there was a, another fantastic performance from Olivia Reed, 24 points, 16 rebounds. It seems like this year, in particular, her play inside the paint has improved and, and been a real strong suit uh, in her play overall. Yeah, I mean, she's just playing at a different level than she was last year. And the, the good, uh, you know, the, the hard part for her is she's getting doubled and triple teamed. And, you know, now there's a lot of attention on her. And, uh, you know, she's still coming through for us a lot. And and in this game, you know, she did a phenomenal job passing out of the double team in the fourth quarter where we got a, a few layups. And, and uh, so, you know, she's playing well, and we, we need her to continue to do that. And now we just need a little bit of help from from everyone else and, you know, knocking down some open and perimeter shots that we've had all year long that aren't going in. And, and uh, if I think we do that a little bit more, she'll – um, she'll even have a better year. Mason Rowland had 11 points. Sophie Haydad had had 10. And I think in the case of Sophie, uh, we've talked about her before. you got to be pleased with the, the way she's playing after the, the back-to-back knee injuries where she's lost a, a, a good chunk of her collegiate career dealing with those injuries. But I think she's she shot the ball well from three-point range early on Taylor. And, and she's uh, definitely been a, a, a bright spot when it comes to you know, perimeter play for your basketball team. Yeah, I mean, she definitely has kind of filled a void that we that we needed. Um, you know, big guard, and she's she's starting to get a little bit more comfortable. So I'm hoping each and every week we see more improvement from her and just a little bit more confidence uh, on both sides of the ball as well. You know, because before she got hurt, she was a great rebounder, a great defender. Um, she could handle the ball for us, and she's slowly getting that back. And uh, I think when she can play both sides of the ball at a high level for us, we're, we're really going to take off. Maverick women's basketball coach Taylor Wagner with us on the Team Sports Network. So from the foul line, I'd be pleased, 16 of 18, but uh, three-point range was just a, a struggle down at uh, Alamosa, just 4 of 23, and uh, didn't shoot the ball particularly well from the field either. So kind of take us through what what was going on with the with the three point shooting and why was why was that not normally as efficient as it normally is, Taylor? Well, you know, and that's what I was kind of alluding to before. We had some open looks, but they just didn't go in, and um, you know they they rush everything. So maybe they were uh, we were still open, but maybe it was rushed. But I, I felt like uh, you know with their trapping defense and kind of flying all around, which said you're going to get open shots. It's just it's just going to be different um, than normal because normally we'll run a set, we'll get open, you have that rhythm. Here it's going to be more in transition or moving the ball really quickly, and uh, you're going to have those looks. And we just, for whatever reason, we did not shoot the ball particularly well that night. Maverick women's basketball coach Taylor Wagner with us today on the Team Sports Network. Nine and three overall, three and two in the RMAC, and kind of compared to where you were this time last year, but I think you have to be. While disappointed with the loss at Adams State, pleased with with the progress you're seeing from your basketball team heading into the holiday break. Yeah, I'm pleased with you know where we're at. Especially like you said, from last year, it's it's, uh, it's a lot different. So <laughs> I'm really happy about that. But we've got a lot a lot of work to do, and um, 
you know, we're right there. And does the team want it? You know, you look back at all the championship teams that we've had here. Those kids had a drive that, um, you know, they had hiccups and lost here and there, but they had a drive. And that's what I'm waiting for this team. You know, it can't be the coach's goal that we want to, you know, win the conference. It's got to be the kids. And when the kids take that on and they take responsibility and accountability for everything, then it just seems like, you know, you're going to go in and you might have tough games, but you're going to be able to pull them out and find ways to win. Whether it was the the Seltzers or, or Sid Brandon or, or whoever the case may be, those are players that obviously helped to light a fire uh, under, uh, you know, some of the, the players you've had in the past. N- not to, is it is it down to one player or is it a couple of players that, that needs to kind of light this spark that you're talking about for this basketball team? Well, I think everybody has a little share in it, you know, and just how they approach practice, how, you know, how they, you know, games, how they approach their own personal development and doing that. And I, I think that's the biggest thing is that, you know, you can't point a finger of who's got to do it. I think it's got to be everybody. And some people are vocal about it. And others, you know, do it by example and others with your energy that they bring. And so I think everybody, and that, you know that includes the coaches too. We've got to be um, on our A game every every practice and, and on the weekend. And so that's the biggest thing I feel like for us is what um, we got to believe. You know, maybe we feel good that it's not last year. You know, and we're, we think we're doing okay. But this team, I feel like, can can do a lot more and, and really have a successful year. And going into the next semester, I, I think. Hopefully this break is good for them and everybody kind of gets to mentally, you know, recharge and then come back for two and a half months and and do a phenomenal job and and do some cool things for our team. You don't play until January 5th over Brownson against CSU Pueblo and and it's kind of it's obviously a much longer break than the the Thanksgiving break. But uh, what's the message to your players in terms of how? How they they take care of themselves from um, from a physical standpoint, getting a little bit of you know getting some shots in, getting a, a little bit of light work in. How do you approach that, Taylor, with a, a little more of a, a lengthy break? Biggest stay in shape. <laughs> you know that that's the thing that we tried to kind of hone in on them. You know, it's on them to do it, but you know if they can carve out just a little bit of time each day, you know, then they can enjoy family and friends and whatever else is going on back home. But I, that was the thing that we tried to have just hey come back in great shape and and if we do that then everything else will kind of fall into place if we don't then then you know then we're behind and now we're trying to get back into those things because it's just enough time break wise where we can get out of shape if if they decide not to do anything and not too many of grandma's christmas cookies right yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> that no skiing, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, no, no snowboarding. Yeah, no skiing. No snowboarding. Yeah. yeah, don't do any of that stuff. You save that for save that for when you're graduated. How about that's that? Right. Say when you're done right. playing for the Mavericks, you can ski and snowboard all you want. And before we let you go, your favorite. Let's let's try your favorite Christmas movie. Does Taylor Wagner have a favorite Christmas movie that that the Wagner family has to watch? every holiday season i think the grinch is pretty good you know the one with jim carrey oh yeah, yeah that's life. pretty funny and it gets better every time i watch it because i pick up more things so but that's probably one of my favorite all time the the must uh, the must have thing in terms of food 
on the Christmas table, what would that be for you? I like shrimp. I'd have to go with shrimp. I love that. Oh, yeah. The the, the big jumbo shrimp, though, right? The big, the ones? big jumbo shrimp, yeah. yeah you got to go with the big exactly boys. Exactly right. All right. Yep. Well, Taylor, always appreciate it. Uh, of course, we'll see you after the first of the year. Merry Christmas to you and your family and, and to the rest of the, the Maverick women's basketball team as well. We appreciate the time as always. And we'll we'll talk to you leading up to uh, starting uh, the second part of the schedule on January 5th. Thanks, guys. All right, take care. Taylor Wagner, like some shrimp, give me some jumbo shrimp, and I'm the big Grinch. shrimp cocktail guy. And the Grinch. This yeah. time of year. Gotta love it. It's good. I'm, I'm on my second 40-pack of cocktail <laughs> shrimp this month. Wow. Because my Lord. wife's allergic. And my mother-in-law, who often eats dinner with us, doesn't like it very much. And so, so it's more all for, for you. Me. Yeah, so more I get, for the, you. get the 40-pack of the shrimp cocktail and knock it out in a couple sittings or one or a couple, three sittings. And then get another one and just hammer through uh, some shrimp cocktail. All right. Do you have the accompanying cocktail sauce? It comes with it, yeah. So, yeah, I knock out and then I get my own jar to supplement if I run low. Because it is all about you. It is totally about you. Mm-hmm. Well, no one else is going to eat it because my wife can't. She's allergic, so why so would she, in, she buy me extra cocktail sauce? Not, not to I delve too much into Karen's food allergies, so is it just, is it shellfish? Is it, yeah. that's in general, she's mm-hmm. not just shrimp. She doesn't like it, it's just she's allergic, she's to, allergic. to all of it. Okay. You know, we don't want to kill her just to have her <laughs> Have some tasty shrimp. No, no, so no. I will, no. Nobody's advocating for that. Nobody said that. I will selflessly keep her from yeah. harm by eating all the shrimp, shrimp myself. Good for you. And instead of fending mm-hmm. off an intruder or an angry rabbit dog. Yep, this is how I keep her safe. Or if you're in the army throwing yourself on a live grenade, I you're throwing your you're throwing your mouth over a li- over a well formerly live formerly yep. live shrimp. Absolutely. That's how I keep her safe. You know, it's heroism like that. Yeah. Really, that I think truly inspires. Yep. What a hero. You ever serve in an infantry, son? She wants me on that case. You want me on that shrimp. You need me on She needs you at that buffet table. Protected her from that shrimp. We use words like cocktail sauce, jumbo, oil. Don't eat the tail. There's some true American heroes. Yep. George Washington. It's like that beer commercial, real American heroes. I should be on that. Abraham Lincoln and Rio Van Gilder. Yep. Just with a fistful of cocktail (laughs) shrimp. (laughs) That sounds like a earnest ghost or whatever. But like the yeah. the good the, like the the man with no name the east with the spaghetti westerns, mm-hmm. a fistful of shrimp cocktail. Fist, a fistful of shrimp cocktail. Yes, have them between my fingers. I can't put them on my fingers wow, like wow, olives. Wow, 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 have them between my fingers. Just dip and eat and dip and eat. Looks like I'm punching the cocktail sauce. Wow, wow, wow. Yep. Exactly. With my spurs. Game in. Out of the West. Ka-ching. Ka-ching. From the shores of the frozen shrimp aisle. Mm-hmm. He came around the corner, the end cap of aisle number five, with three rings of shrimp and a giant jar of cocktail sauce. 
and housed it. <laughs> Alone. One man. Protect, one man protecting, protecting protecting the love of his life. Exactly. From shrimp. That's I, I see a future for you. I really do. In uh, little spaghetti western short. Little, in, shri- yeah. in shrimp westerns. From director Guillermo del Toro comes. <laughs> a fistful of cocktail shrimp. Yeah. Uh, Maverick men's basketball team. They played yesterday. They're out in Las Vegas. And... Um, Lost to West Texas A&M, 81-66. And for the Mavericks, uh, big game for Trevor Baskin. 29 points, 10 rebounds, a couple of steals in that game. Mavericks, unfortunately, though, uh, losing to uh, to West Texas A&M in that matchup. Fifth-ranked West Texas A&M, by the way, we should say. And um, so the Mavericks today take on Simon Fraser University. And here's the thing about this game against West Texas. This is a game you want to kind of maybe sort of, you don't want to lose it, but if you're going to lose it, lose it now in December so that if and probably when you see them in the South Central Regional Tournament, you know what to expect and you can counteract it in February, March. It is the High Desert Classic going on, by the way, at Desert Oasis High School out in Las Vegas, but you're right. Lose now. I know what to expect. See uh, how the Mavericks uh, bounce back today against Simon Frazier, and then uh, they'll be back at home January 5th when they take on uh, CSU Pueblo here on the Team Sports Network. CSU Pueblo coming off the loss to CSU this past weekend. All right, 918, Jim along with uh, the Buckeye Boy and Cake today from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. We'll take a break, and we'll come uh, back with more Mav Day. And uh, CMU men's wrestling coach uh, Mike Mendoza is going to join us next on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. They need a wake-up call. Call or text the Jim Davis Show on the Chick-fil-A team line. 970-242-1340. Get in the locker room with Colorado Mesa Sports. This is Mav Day on the team. All right, Mav Day rolls on, and uh, joining us right now, he's the head coach of the Maverick men's wrestling team, Mike Mendoza. Mike, I appreciate the time. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to you and the Maverick wrestling team. Yeah, same to you. Thanks for having me. Uh, Midwest Classic's always a tough one out in Indianapolis. You had a couple of wrestlers that that fared uh, pretty well out there with uh, Jason uh, Baranowitz at 184 pounds. Uh, He was able to finish third out there, Gabe Carranza uh, also placed. He placed sixth at 197. So those two uh, acquitted themselves quite nicely uh, out at uh, the Midwest Classic. They did. This year, the Midwest was the biggest it's ever been. There was 51 teams there. And then 21 out of the top 25 nationally ranked teams were there. So a tough tournament for sure. These guys, yeah, they, they battled. And, you know, they both went in the number 12 seed. So they weren't expected to place. They placed the top eight there, and Jason just had a great tournament and ended up third, and and then uh, Gabe Carranza uh, ended up sixth, and both wrestled uh, really well. In the case of Jason Benarowitz, uh, you mentioned seated 12th. Uh, what, what did you like about what you saw from what Jason did out in Indianapolis in terms of his technique and in terms of what you've seen from him right at this stage of the season? Well, I don't like his technique much because it's super unorthodox. And when you're sitting in the corner and he does weird stuff, it makes you nervous all the time. But uh, 
but he has just an unbelievable, like just a unique wrestling style that most guys have a hard time uh, dealing with. And um, so, um, yeah, he does just, he just wrestled really, really well. Uh, he's, it's amazing. I mean, really, he's, he's grown a lot in the program and, and really has just jumped another level this year. And, and um, yeah, he just scrambles really well. Uh, guys may get a hold of him, but he, if you've ever watched him wrestle, uh, he just slithers out of stuff and ends up in better position and, and wins, wins a lot of tough scramble positions. And that's, that's kind of his forte. Maverick men's wrestling coach uh, Mike Mendoza with us. Staying on Jason for a moment. You mentioned the unorthodox technique that he has. Um, as a coach, you can tell you don't like the technique. You said that you don't like that. How do you reconcile that, Mike, with don't like the technique? It's not what we normally coach, but the results are there, and I can live with that. How do you how do you reconcile those things when when you're coaching somebody like Jason? No, well, I you know I love. When he walked into our room four years ago, I think I want to say it was, it just, I could tell he was going to be very good when he learned how to use his flexibility. He's amazingly flexible um, and limber. And so, you know, I could tell he's going to be very good when he, when he learns to use it. But, um, you know, he just uh, will let guys maybe gain position on them, but then turn use it against them if that makes sense. And so, you know, I encourage him to use his funky wrestling style for sure. But as a coach, it makes you nervous all the time just because <laughs> he does things that you don't, you know, normally want guys to do. But, um, yeah, certainly, um, you know, I encourage it. And, uh, and you know, a little bit kind of want to keep him from, putting himself in danger when he, when he does certain things. And so he's learned that. Um, and I think that's what he's learned, you know, in the last few years is a, a little bit of that using that as a strength without putting yourself in a vulnerable position. And so he's getting better and better at that. Um, and we're, yeah, constantly, I guess, trying to help him with that. And also not ruin a good thing too, right? If that's what he's comfortable doing. That you have to, you have to kind of have have that fall into the equation, correct? Oh, absolutely, N- without a doubt. I mean, it is definitely a huge asset, and 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 uh, so yeah, we encourage it. You know, of course, because um, it's it's really good, uh, but sometimes he gets a little bit dangerous with it. So yeah, gives you a few more gray hairs in the head, right? When you're Ab- when you're Ab- watching Russell. Absolutely, he's the he's the he's the guy on the team that you know, caused me to lose my hair. Uh, but, but at the same time, um, super proud of him. So, um, and just how far he's come and, and how hard he wrestles. And so, yeah, it's definitely, uh, on the good side. Uh, but yeah, losing hair at the same time. <laughs> we don't want that to happen. CMU men's wrestling <laughs> coach, uh, Mike Mendoza with us today. Uh, your water 97 pounder, Gabe Carranza. We mentioned that, uh, he placed, he finished sixth. Uh, he fell to Adam State's uh, Ben Tonneson uh, in the fifth place match. So obviously a wrestler that uh, that Gabe's familiar with out of the RMAC and and the Adam State wrestler. Yeah, it's actually the first time he's wrestled them. So Gabe, you know, last year uh, didn't wrestle just was out due to, to, to injury all year. But when he hadn't wrestled, <clears throat> that was the first time he actually wrestled him this year. And but Gabe overall had a great 
great performance and um yeah super excited you know taking a, a, a basically a year off uh it takes you a little while to just get things back and timing back and you know gabe two years ago was a heavyweight for us and he was a little bit on the light side of a heavyweight but decided to cut down to 197 and it's his right weight class and so he's just getting things back in he's gotten better every match and he is um he's going to get better and better the more he competes so I, i'm super excited uh it was a great tournament for him uh he definitely saw a lot more of what he's capable of um as the tournament went on and yeah he had a great tournament and super excited for him and and i think you know obviously that our Mac foe of ours, Tonneson, he, he'll wrestle him at, at least one more time at least. Um, so he'll have another shot at him. Gus Dalton almost became your third guy to place. He was uh, he got the, the, the Sunday's blood round, but lost to a Trey Sizemore of uh, University of Indiana 9-6. to six. And so uh, Gus just unfortunately uh, couldn't push his way into uh, to a, a spot to place uh, out at uh, the Midwest Classic. No, he was right there on the cusp, and, and, and uh, you know, he placed at this tournament last year, uh, but this year, yeah, just was narrowly missed it. Wrestled tough, no doubt, um, but, yeah, he's he definitely actually wrestled really well, uh, but just, uh, yeah, didn't just barely missed it. CMU finished 14th as a team. Uh, Top-ranked Lander won the, the team title with 126 points. Shadron State was the top RMAC school. They finished eighth with 90 and a half points. We're talking with Mike Mendoza, CMU men's wrestling coach. Uh, Mavericks off until after the, the new year when you go to the Western Open up at uh, Gunnison and also the Tracy Bora duels on January 5th and 6th. Uh, we we're talking with Taylor Wagner, the Maverick women's basketball coach, about you know how do you, how do you address um, somewhat of a lengthy holiday period here, and he encourages his players to get out and, and shoot a little bit, get a little bit of work in, um, you know, nothing too crazy. And then... There are your wrestlers who have to worry about maintaining weight and and having to, to have that be part of what they do along with keeping themselves in shape. It's uh, kind of take us through like the challenge of your wrestlers with this holiday period of them not not overindulging, not getting crazy. They've been they've been doing this for a long time. These guys going back to their little kids uh, you know, wrestling and, and knowing about weight management and things like that. But kind of take us through the advice you you give your guys to to handle this uh, this uh, downtime during the holidays. Yeah, you know, the weight management part is is probably maybe for a couple of them it'll be a big deal. We'll we'll, we'll have a few guys, yeah, we'll have a couple guys come back heavier than they should. And the other ones, you know, some of them don't cut too too much weight, so it's not um, you know, it's not a, a big deal for them, but um, yeah, they'll they'll get into their high school wrestling rooms. I mean, they all go back home and and they love to go back in their old high school room and roll around and maybe show some things. And uh, so I encourage them to do that. I encourage them definitely to take take some time off, catch your breath, get away from wrestling a little bit. But then at the same time, you know, jump into your high school room, which is a different environment, a different feel. It's fun for them. They enjoy it. They love going to see probably some old teammates and, and old, you know, high school coach and, and uh, get some workouts in. And, and then, of course, watch what you eat and I'll send some reminders out to the group here, uh, you know, in the next few days. And then as we get closer to coming back on the 27th, definitely will remind them to, you know, if they haven't worked out, they probably should. Mike Mendoza, CMU men's wrestling coach with us today on the Team Sports Network. So uh, we have Christmas uh, coming up, Mike, and, and Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to you and your family. 
Is there a um, a Mendoza family Christmas tradition? Maybe uh, a Christmas movie that you always have to watch, or some part of some some traditional thing that your family likes to do for the holiday. So yeah, well, one thing we do the day after Thanksgiving. On a fr- on Friday, we go out and get a Christmas tree, a real Christmas tree, and uh, and decorate it that weekend. So that's a that's a big tradition we do every year. Any anything like uh, watching a Christmas Carol or Charlie Brown Christmas that you and your family have to sit down and watch? You know, we'll watch a Christmas movie for sure. Light a fire, have some hot chocolate. We'll definitely do that. Probably on the twenty third, twenty fourth, somewhere in there. We'll always watch some Christmas movie. One of us will pick it out and we'll vote on it, but uh, we'll always watch a Christmas movie of some sort. Hey, Mike, I appreciate it. Once again, Merry Christmas to you and your family and, and the Maverick Wrestling team. Thanks again for, for coming on today. All right. Thank you. All right. Mike Mendoza, uh, CMU men's wrestling coach with us on the program. A hot chocolate. Got a fire going. Love it. When I can get the real Christmas tree. We used to do the real Christmas tree till I just said, okay, we're just just going to get a fake one. Too many pine needles. <laughs> yeah, I can just put it in the attic, and it's it's there every year for me. Is it is it easier, or I guess, let me ask you this, the Christmas tree in the house with the dog now, yay or nay? Uh, it's been pretty good. Yeah, he's okay. He, he looks at it. Guinness will occasionally look at it like he would like to try to do something and knows that he shouldn't, knows that he will get into trouble. Are you sure he's not plotting? Oh, he's always plotting. <laughs> But he's just too much of a chicken to, you know, usually act on it. He he likes his toys. He's got his dog toys, and okay. so he's he's okay with that. He will he tear stuff up? Oh hell yeah, he'll tear stuff up. But so far at the Christmas tree, it's been it's been a pleasant surprise. He's left it alone. No watch. I'll go home today. You say this now. And today be the day. <laughs> he took I've out been plotting all this time, and now's the day that I strike. And they'll rip the Christmas tree, you know, probably grab ornaments and pull the tree down and knock over a candle. You thought your precious Christmas tree was safe, Father. <laughs> Just I, you wait. I don't believe so, Papa. Just wait till your back is turned. Take that star and rip it right off the top. Mm-hmm. You took away me lucky dog toys. And now I'm going to give you some payback. You took me lucky charms. I'm going to take this tree down with me. Oh, it will not be magically delicious, not because it's a fake tree. So not even that a real one would be delicious either. I was going to say. Neither, no, neither one would be. All right, 934. And um, you're not going to contribute to this? No, I'm good. I'm you're just good. letting you two. You're good? Okay. Well, the, the shrimp segment was all you. Yeah, so. I carried that segment. So. Yeah, you, you did. Thanks for being an innings it's eater. I appreciate that. Giving this airtime to you. Gee, thanks. It is 934. I'm off for the next seven days in 25 minutes. I'm, it's like a senior uh, on finals week. 25 minutes? Uh, we'll see. I get way less productive at 10 o'clock. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. All right, it's time for this day in sports history. That's the story of the greatest sport moment in all of history. It's time to take a trip back in time. It's this day in sports history. All right, we go back to 1913. Heavyweight champion Jack Johnson fights to a 10-round draw with battling Jim Johnson. 1948, Philadelphia Eagles beat the Chicago Cardinals 7-0 in major snowstorm for the NFL title. 
1976, a plane crashes into the upper deck of Memorial Stadium after Pittsburgh routes the Colts. 1990, Bo Jackson becomes the first athlete to be an all-star in two sports, playing for the Las Vegas Raiders, and of course was an all-star with the Kansas City Royals. And 2007, one-time Av Chris Simons banned for 30 games after stepping on a player with his skate. He did this when he played for the Islanders. He was on our show one time, and he was an absolute creep. He was a jerk. Not a nice guy. Gee, a guy that steps on somebody else with a hockey skate's a creep and no, a no, bad person? Not surprised at all that he did that. I'm shocked. He was on with uh, Britt and myself, gosh, when we are still doing like a half-hour show. He did not want to do it. He did not want to be there. He did not want to be on. We tried to hear him talk about fishing because he likes to fish, and it was just... Nothing. Nothing. And... I hate those. No matter what we baited the hook with, he wasn't uh, he wasn't jumping at it. I've I've done a handful of those interviews before. It's, They're not fun. Yeah, after we got off with it, we're like, wow, okay. Um, that'll be the last time we probably talk to him. All right, uh, 2010 Detroit Lions stopped their road uh, record road skid at 26 games. The Lions winning 23 to 20 in overtime at Tampa Bay. It was their first road win since October 28th of 2007 when they beat Da Bears. And that's this day in sports history. All right, coming up next, wrap up Mav Day with Colorado Mesa women's wrestling coach Travis Mercado. That's on the way next on the Jim Davis Show. It's a good show. Probably the best show around. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Talking Colorado Mesa Sports on Mav Day on the Jim Davis Show. And with us right now, he's the wrestling coach of the Cover Mesa women's wrestling team, Travis Mercado. Travis, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Thanks for joining us this morning. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Thanks for having me on, Jim. Always good to talk with you. And uh, your team was out in Las Vegas, the, the Desert Duels, uh, with, with, with a 4-2 and two record in that uh, tournament. And... Uh, Take us through some of the highlights uh, with some of those dual wins because uh, there was also you squared off against the University of Iowa, and I know that uh, we've talked about uh, that program before, and we'll get to that in a moment. But uh, uh, a really good uh, uh, couple of days for your wrestling team out in Las Vegas. Yeah, it was an absolute great weekend for us, right? Um, some highlights of us is, like, you know, we, we've talked a lot about, for us, you know, the outcome goal is is always to perform at a high level and not to worry about the, the win-loss record. And I think overall, we wrestled really well. We looked ready to compete. Um, everyone was loose and excited to wrestle, and I think that was a big key takeaway from us. As For this, this, this event is really kind of prepping us for national duels, which is you know starting here um, at the first week of January. So I'm really excited about how we wrestled. Um, you know, Hanaya Halverson had a great day, did, wrestled really well. Um, Isabella Morales wrestled really well. And then we got to see the return of Isabel Shellac, right? All-American Forest, ranked in the world for beach wrestling, got to see her back on the mat competing. So a lot of great things came, came out of this weekend. Unfortunately for Genesis Martinez, though, uh, I won a one, a lot of bouts. Uh, she won, but won by forfeit, unfortunately, didn't get a lot of chances uh, to go out and, and, and do much on the mats. Yeah, you know, it, it was uh, kind of strategic for us in that and that in that aspect. She's been kind of battling with some things going on early part of the year. Um, we tried to make sure that we got her the mat time that she needed, and she'll be ready to go for national duels. We're talking Travis Mercado, coach of the CMU women's wrestling team, I went four and two at the Desert Duels 
out in Las Vegas, and uh, I made the reference to uh, the University of Iowa uh, that they were uh, out there competing, um, number one team. Uh, you lost to them 25-20. to 20. I know that you and I have talked a little bit uh, at Steak and Crab Fest that, uh, boy, you'd love to get the, the Hawkeyes wrestling team out here uh, for, for an event maybe in Grand Junction at some point in time, but you had a chance to, to see that Iowa team in action uh, on the mats out in Las Vegas. Yeah, you know, it was great to compete against the University of Iowa. It's something that I've been really excited about, the opportunity for, and the girls on our team, same thing. Um, so finally have an opportunity to compete against them was fantastic. Um, everybody was watching that duel in, in that ballroom in the Flamingo Hotel. There was not a, not a set of eyes looking at a different set of wrestling matches, and they made a big deal about it, which was really exciting, announcing that it was number one versus the number four ranked teams in the NCAA. Um, some, a lot of things went really well for us. Um, some things that, you know, outcomes of matches, like, man, that was really close. Isabella Morales wrestled a really tough match against Sterling Diaz, who's number three in, in the nation, and Bella's number 10. Um, I, I thought we closed the gap the last time that they wrestled. It was a big separation, and we, you know, only lost to a decision. Um, and I Halverson had an opportunity to end a match, and, you know, I think a little bit of her, her age and, and youngness in that. We missed out on that opportunity. Um, but, you know, overall, I was really happy with how we performed, right? The, the score reflects a, 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 a them winning, but I think it looked, if you watch the duel, you'd be like, wow, they did a really good job. And shout out to Isabeau Shellac, right? She, she secured a big win for her, beating the number seven ranked girl in the nation, Olivia White from the University of Iowa. Travis Mercado, coach of the CMU women's wrestling team, joining us today, as you mentioned, uh, ranked number four in the nation. And and uh, like I said, it just the the drama, the excitement of facing the number one team in the nation didn't come out on top, but boy, wrestled them really competitively. What does that do for your wrestlers moving forward, Travis? As you as you get an RMAC schedule, and after we of course uh, get through the, the holidays and the start of uh, uh, the next part of the schedule, what is that being able to wrestle that competitively against Iowa? What does that mean for your for your wrestlers? Um, I think it just shows that we're doing the right things. It helps build our confidence in ourselves. Um, not only as a team, but individually, um, that we are right there with, quote-unquote, the best team in the nation. And I remind our girls daily that, you know, we are, a best, we are the best team in the nation too, right? You, it can't just be one. We can be the best team in the nation as well. We can compete with them and be right there. Um, I think it also showed us that we're not afraid to get out there and compete, right? We, you know, hey, you're at this – it's scary, right? I know as a young high school kid, I remember it was like, man, if you wrestled against somebody from Iowa, like, oh, man, that Hawkeye logo on the chest or on the leg for the men's team. It was kind of like this intimidation factor. And, you know, I don't think we allowed the, the hoopla and the, the, the hype of University of Iowa get to us. We were excited that we got to compete against high-level teams and the best team, right? So I think that's what really showed us that we've grown and matured that way as a program. And to be able to compete against them and have a great day, um, I think it just gets us ready to go into national duels in two weeks um, and then start to taper off and get ready for RMAC championships, regional championships, national championships. By going out to Las Vegas and then scoring off against Iowa, I know I referenced the, the conversation you and I had about, boy, you'd love to get the University of Iowa out here, maybe some kind of event over at, uh, at Bergman Field. Where uh, where people could come and and and, and watch uh, your wrestling team take on the University of Iowa, uh, with, with being out there with them, any conversations along those lines? What is is that something that that still you're that's still a a goal 
something that you aspire for, for this program to to have uh, that kind of uh, that kind of duel uh, happen here in Grand Junction? Yeah, absolutely. Coach Chan and I have talked a bunch. Um, she she loves the the valley. She used to come out to Palisade all the time um, to visit a little vacation, if you will. And um, we've talked a lot about it. And it's just a matter of timing and making sure that schedules match up. But I would love to have them come out. And again, I think just to showcase women's wrestling as a whole right not just university of iowa but women's wrestling at the collegiate level and to have that opportunity to share that here in grand junction to continue to grow the sport here and have an event um bergman field suplesio bronson wherever we want to put it but if we can make it a big event and really highlight it'd be a fantastic opportunity for us to compete um and you know be able to showcase women's wrestling but uh, yeah, and, and for people to kind of wrap their head around this, I mean, you wrestle against the number one team. You're the number four team in the nation right now. I mean, that just said that while we're talking about Iowa, that's great. That's that's a, a school with a, with a rich res- wrestling tradition. Colorado Mesa can say the same as well with a very rich tradition. Maybe not Iowa rich, but but certainly impressive and and uh, with, with a lot of tremendous wrestlers over the years. And of course, now adding women's wrestling a few years ago. Uh, making that, uh, including that chapter in that uh, Maverick Wrestling legacy. Yeah, absolutely. I think that was something when we started the program five years ago and I was going through the interview process, I learned very quickly that this Valley was very wrestling savvy and they love wrestling out here. They want to be involved in wrestling. It's, it's maybe not to the same level as the state of Pennsylvania, the New Jersey, the Iowa but it is homegrown here. And, you know, you talk to some of the, the parents of kids that wrestle on the district teams now, right, or the girls that wrestle for District 51, like their dads wrestled and then their grandpas wrestled. And it's like there's this rich tradition. And um, I think being able to have something like that where we talk about a big dual meet with, you know, the University of Iowa or anyone, right, any of the other top five teams in the nation here, um, it, it just allows our community to continue to grow with wrestling and support it and see it. Um, and you never know, you might find that five-year-old girl who her first wrestling match that she ever went to was a Colorado Mesa women's wrestling match. And, you know, 10, 15 years later, she's wrestling in college, hopefully at Mesa. Yeah, absolutely. Travis Mercado with us today on uh, the Jim Davis Show and the Team Sports Network. Of course, we head into the holiday break, the NCAA mandated Winter break, uh, you wrestle January 6th uh, in the NWCA National Duels out in Iowa. Uh, we've talked with Mike Mendoza about this and, and even Taylor Wagner, the women's basketball coach, of of your of your athletes staying in, in some sense of shape. And certainly with wrestling, we talk about, uh, about weights and about weight management and things like that. Travis, uh, what's the message to your wrestlers as they head into the holiday break? Um, the big message is to... Um rehabilitate, recoup, refocus, um, and enjoy their time with their families, right? I think in any college athlete can appreciate this. Uh, it's cor- it's quick. You get you get seven days, really. It's kind of it's more like almost ten, but you really get, you know, this small little window to go home and spend time with your family and enjoy the holidays and the traditions that are set up with there. Um, you know, and, and that's a big message for me is go home and enjoy that because, it's important. It's important to be happy. It's important to have good mental health. And I think all those things contribute to that. Um, you know, a handful of days off of wrestling isn't going to hurt anybody. Um, 
they, you know, they, they, they know that they're, what their priorities are. They know what their goals are as an individual. They know what our goals are as a team. Um, and we're going to come back ready to go, excited to wrestle, have a little nice break, and, you know, get after it at National Duels. Hopefully come back with another team trophy. Now, for you and your family, your wife, Jill, and, 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 your, and your little girl, Kennedy, uh, is there something special that you do, a, a, a Christmas film you have to watch or something that's kind of a, a holiday tradition for you and your, your family? Oh, there, there's, there's, there's two. One's, a, one's kind of a, a fun one that we just started with. Kennedy Savannah's a little too young to, like, understand the movie. But um, Thanksgiving night, once we're done with dishes and everything, Christmas Vacation comes on. It has to be on. It is the best Christmas movie. It is, like, I've, I think we've watched it hundreds of times by, by this point in our lives. And every time I'm laughing, every, all of us are laughing. So Kennedy was, like, first time that she got to watch it this year, and she thought it was the funniest thing. Falling off the ladder, cutting the tree down, all of those things. Um, and then setting up the Christmas tree at home. I think that's a big, big event for us here at the house. And Kennedy's really gotten into it. Um, now that she's five, she's like full decorator. Right? You would, I would think this girl went to an interior design school at five years old because she's like, no, it has to be this way. It has to be that way. Nope, daddy. Very particular. Here. Um, <laughs> so, and then she has her own Chris, little Christmas tree in her room too. So um, setting up the Christmas tree has been a kind of a big fun event for us, and especially as the, gold, the girls get a little bit older, it's, it's become fun for us. Yeah, no, I don't want to leave Savannah out of there. Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah. She's a little one. She's, she's, she's tiny. Uh, she, yeah, she's a little sweetheart. Well, uh, Merry Christmas to you and your family, Travis, and happy holidays, and, and uh, we always appreciate the time. Absolutely, guys. Thanks for having me on. Merry Christmas and go Mavs. All right, take care. All right, Travis Mercado, coach of the CMU uh, women's wrestling team. All right, to 951, and um, coming up on tomorrow's program, we'll talk with um, Conrad Villaforte of the uh, Maverick, well, formerly the Maverick baseball team. Now a member of the Grand Junction Jackalopes, he'll uh, join us on tomorrow's program. Ryan Roth, voice of the CSU Rams, will also be with us on the show tomorrow as well. All right, uh, 9.51, time to open up the lid and hop in. It's garbage time. We're taking out the trash. It's garbage time on the Jim Davis Show on the team. Oh, I love trash. All right, since we got cake in our day, let's, shall we let cake go first? Sure. So the Baltimore Orioles have uh, the O's, the O's, uh, and the state of Maryland have agreed to a thirty-year contract to keep the team at Camden Yards. So, the f- yeah, good. That's that's a good thing. That's and, that's a very mm-hmm. good thing. And with the Orioles penchant for spending, they are not going to spend as much on payroll over that contract as Shohei Otani is going to get on his. Yeah, the more I read about the Shohei Otani contract, so not only do they get to defer until whenever, they don't have to start the deferment or start the, like, building up of the $700 million until, like, 2026 or something like that. Well, they don't have to start paying him until a year before Bobby Bonilla Day is over. Right. <laughs> so, do you like uh, Monday Night Football doubleheaders? Like at the did same miss, time or did back Did I miss the second game last night? No, no, no. Oh, do okay. you like in general? Do you like them? Uh, sure. Sounds like the NFL thinks you do, and according to NFL Chief Media and Business Officer Brian Rollup, 
He told a reporter for the Boston Globe that uh, look for more Monday Night Football doubleheaders down the road. And this is simultaneously, not just like, here's the first game and then here's the second game. Like played at the same time. Yeah, they you know they've or been, some overlap. They've kind of tinkered, you know, sam- simultaneously, mm-hmm. slightly overlap. They've tinkered with a little bit. Uh, Bring back so, Wednesday COVID football. That's what I want. It's like sweet action. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the so we don't know you know what that looks like. They tried both. Mm-hmm. If they add more double headers, not sure what what which way they'll approach it. I know. Uh, you guys were locked in on the Raptors Hornets game last night. As oh, totally. was I. Notice no Miles Bridges playing for the Hornets because he was denied entry into the country thanks to his domestic battery (laughs) plea uh, from last year. He got suspended 30 games for that, remember? Yeah, now he's suspended for every game at Toronto until further notice. And then you probably heard the Anthony Edwards remark, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I did not hear this. Plays for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, I don't know if I want to go into all this because it's just, it was a comment about abortion. Oh, God. Yeah, no. That's and that's not a rabbit hole we need to dive down. That's yeah, not. and and look, the the apology that they came out from said Edwards wrote this. No, he did not. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. It's not aligned with what I believe. NBA players don't talk like that. They don't talk like that. Neither do NFL no, do or like, baseball player or hockey player. If you saw what he did, a set on X or whatever, where the social media site was, no, that's not him saying that. It was a he spelled no N A W L. Yes. So and so, no, this statement did not come from him. No. It came from somebody in the Timberwolves PR office. He probably didn't even read it. And it's just a really awful thing that he. Anyway, that's our show. Back to you tomorrow morning.